This is Rock and Grapes Presents. Hi there, I'm your host, James Oatway. We're here to talk about wine and music. You're going to hear from the creators, the artists, and the insiders in both the wine industry and the music business. Because if you are indeed a human being, you probably love wine and music. We're going to give you a clear picture of who's who in the Ontario wine industry, what you should be drinking together with a dose of music from yesterday and today. So let's do it. Okay, Ontario Wine Community, we've got a lot of exciting stuff happening here, so let's get this moving. Freud said, All we need to keep us content as human beings is work and love. I'll go one further. There are five things we need to keep us content. Work, love, music, wine, and humor. Without any of these, we're only bots or robots. And if you don't think you need music or spirits in your life, turn me off right now because we're going to be talking about wine, music, and a few other things that make us human, that sustain our humanity, and keep us kicking and screaming about those daily things that are constantly changing at a faster pace than ever witnessed before in our short-lived run of human existence. Some of you have listened to both of my previous podcasts, Tales from the Turntable and Crew Class A, one about music and one about wine. Well, after a couple years of doing this, I've decided you people need to meet each other. There are a few problems that have emerged in society in the last 20 years or so, or at least have come across my radar and have stuck with me in a way that keeps nagging at me to further the discussion. On this podcast, we will be discussing the wine industry here locally in Ontario and abroad, but for those of you living outside of this province or this country, you may want to listen because what's happening here is probably happening where you live too. Um, What needs to change here is Niagara has to decide what it wants to be when it grows up, like Riesling. Chardonnay, Gamay Noir, Pinot Noir, and of course Cabernet Franc. Most people agree on those five grapes. But you know, when I look at the the situation, uh, there are some really good wines, excellent wines being made in Ontario. There's also some some wines that don't make the grade, and unfortunately, uh, you have both positive and negative halo effects going on. So someone goes into the LCBO and buys an Ontario wine. They love it. This is a great wine. I'm going to buy this again. Then they go in and they buy another Ontario wine. And unfortunately, that Ontario wine doesn't meet their expectations. Yeah, it's it's a really complicated equation, right? You know, we've we've talked about the disincentive for Ontario wineries to put the high-end stuff on the shelf. But the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, this is one of the things that I talk about at winemakers dinners is that the low end because the cost of land and the cost of living and living wages that we pay to our workers etc cetera, etc cetera, in niagara we can't compete at the low end in the lcbo yeah yeah right and so with us with the lcbo we pay very very high taxes yeah. um w- most wineries here are not profitable selling to the lcbo and if we are profitable the price point is usually, it's usually a vintages offer. Yeah. It's usually a higher price point, And frankly, it doesn't sell as, as fast, right? So, you know, we're competing with kind of also some of the biggest marketed products in the world or, you know, some very big companies that own yeah. multi, like multinational companies, but they own uh, so many different brands. And so they have 10 or 20 brands that are all at the LCBO and they're all marketed together and yeah. sold together. So, you know, it's a, a bit of a different game uh, in that sense. And as we turn to music, 
we're going to be talking about the Canadian music scene. But I'm sort of super, I feel super fortunate to have been a part of both of them. To be a founding member of the Spoons and then to be like an early adopter into Honeymoon Suite as well, really. Um, you might be able to call us the, the gracious, but maybe not so rich folk out here doing it. Um, you know, every day I, I feel very grateful that I get to, to write music and to perform it. Um, at these, uh, you know, venues across the world. and But as you will hear, my friends below the 49th parallel are also going to be a very relevant part of this discussion as we will be talking about what was and what is the current state of the music industry. Engineer, producer, studio owner, Bill Schnee. And we're going to talk to Bill about his book, Chairman at the Board, recording the soundtrack of a generation. And Bill, just so I can put some context to this for the people who don't know you, I'm just going to read on off of short little list of people you've worked with. Uh, Steely Dan, Chicago, Natalie Cole, Rod Stewart, Dire Straits, Whitney Houston, Carly Simon, The Pointer Sisters, Mark Knopfler, Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, Marvin Gaye, Boz Skaggs, Joe Sample, every Beatle, and I am going to be missing a ton of artists at this point, aren't I, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually are. Amazing, I know. It amazes me. You've had quite the career. For those of you who are listening in Europe, and I know you're listening because many of you tuned into Tales from the Turntable back in its day and were pretty loyal to the program, you will also have a vested interest in what's going on here. Now, a good rule of thumb for anyone to follow in life is you can please some of the people all the time, you can please all the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. Well, I'm not smart enough to follow rules like this, so I'm going to try to exist beyond this tenet. So we are going to have musicians, producers, and engineers discussing the music industry and winemakers discussing the wine industry. What's the commonality here? Business. Any business these days run by visionaries, artists, or craftsmen, or craftspeople, are all under fire. There's less pie to be divided up, and most of the pie is only going into a few mouths. The only way to be a patron of the artist is to know who the artists are and where you can find them. Now you might be in the middle of your daily commute or at the gym with earbuds in place, but hopefully I can catch you at home with your feet up, glass of wine in hand in close proximity to a stereo, or whatever machine with which you stream this and your musical selections. Back to the wine industry first. This is a common story. You and some friends drive to wine country, hit a bunch of wineries, get all lit up at a few tasting bars, buy a bottle or two, something you've just come across, which at that moment is the greatest thing you've ever tasted. And then you take your treasures home. Now what happens next is an all too common occurrence. As you drive back home down the highway, a succession of doors slams shut behind you, just like Maxwell Smart leaving the office at the end of the day. Sorry, that's a 1960s TV reference and you immediately lose all of your memory of having been there, and the next day you're ordering the same California cab you always do at your local restaurant. Why does this keep happening, Ontario? We've got some pretty spectacular wines being made locally, and it's been that way for a while now. So what can it be? We've got loads of wine writers reviewing and awarding wines. We've got the LCBO putting Ontario wines in the vintage section of the stores. Where is the disconnect? Are people constantly going to crappy wineries and drinking crappy wines and saying, yep, I do not like Canadian wine? Maybe. Are people buying inexpensive corporate-backed Ontario wines in grocery stores that most people confuse for the handmade, artistically crafted vintages that are made by wineries that don't have the marketing budget or corporation connections? Maybe. I'm not here to trash anyone, but I think my time will be best spent revealing to you the artists in this province and not the factory wines that you already don't buy. 
even those of us in the wine industry can all easily say we consume way more French, Italian, and California wines than anything from Ontario. What is it? I'll tell you what it is. The wine industry, like any small business, is tough as hell to break into as far as gathering a following. And wine, being a business dependent on mother nature, can be a hell of a thing to navigate one vintage to another. So we are going to reveal these wineries to you one at a time. And I'm willing to bet you that I will turn a lot of you into Ontario wine aficionados. Look out for episode one coming next Wednesday, June 14th. Till then, drink more wine! You can look forward to a lot of wine discussion soon to come in this podcast, as well as a lot of interviews with some musicians that you know very well and some that I'm going to introduce you to. But this is going to be a lot of fun. And if you are an Ontario winemaker listening right now, I want to talk to you. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.